Well, folks, the countdown is on. Midterm Election Day is officially a week from today. Joining us now is CBS uh, political analyst Leonard Steinhorn. Leonard, good morning. These elections are crucial across the country. What are the latest polls showing in terms of uh, Democrat versus Republicans in the Senate? Well, at least the polls are suggesting that there may be a little bit move, more of a move toward the Republicans. But that only means that a lot of those races are really tight and it's anyone's guess who might win. You think of Arizona, anyone's guess. Georgia, anyone's guess. And that could go actually into a runoff if nobody gets 50 percent because that's how it works in Georgia. So we might not know who controls the Senate until sometime early in December. Nevada anyone's guess. Pennsylvania, anyone's guess. Even North Carolina, which not a lot of people are talking about, that's a tight race, as is Ohio, which has been a pretty red state in recent elections. But that race is pretty close, at least from what we gather. Now, here's the thing. The polls are suggesting that it's tightening up or there's a little bit of Republican momentum, that there's a sense of economic pessimism in the country. That all may be accurate. But the real bottom line is who shows up to vote. And that we just don't know. We don't know if the Democrats are still going to be motivated the way they were this summer when Kansas surprised everyone with a pretty big margin on their abortion rights referendum that they had there, even though that was supposed to be close. Or it could be that the polls are undercounting the Trump supporters who may turn out in large numbers in support of candidates that Donald Trump has endorsed. So, again, these elections are not about the mood of the country. They're about the mood of the people who turn out to vote. And that's really what we just don't know at this point. That's true. And thank you for refreshing my memory on both the both the Georgia issue and the Kansas issue. And, and even here in Washington, we're getting some new reports that the margin has narrowed between the two U.S. Senate candidates here, Tiffany Smiley and Patty Murray. And I mean, th- was that something that you made that was unprecedented or was this something that we expected to see a further down, closer to Election Day? Look, there was some sense on the radar, distant radar, that that race could tighten a bit, that, yes, even though Washington has tended to be a blue state over the last number of decades, um, that there's still a significant uh, percentage of Republicans in the state. And a lot of people just come home and they vote with the party that they're identified with. So even if it's a five-point margin, that's still a pretty healthy margin in any election, even though it's not a landslide. But again, it all depends on who turns out. And let's say a lot of those Trump voters in sort of rural parts of Washington turn out in huge numbers. And let's say there's more of a depressed vote among young people. That could make a difference in the election. It could turn a five-point margin into a two-point margin. But if young people turn out in large numbers and they're the most liberal of all generations, that could move a five-point polling margin into a seven-point margin. Again, keep this in mind. All polls have a margin of error. So what we're just seeing is the top number at the top of the bell curve. But they're saying it would be plus or minus 3 or 4% either way. And that's a big spread either way, which suggests that, yes, potentially the Republican could pull this off, even though it still could be a very healthy margin on the part of Patty Murray. Right, right. And bringing up the midterm elections too. historically, uh, voting in the midterm elections has been significantly lower than, say, a presidential election. What efforts have gone on to try to get more people out to the polls this year? Well, look, that's an interesting point. Uh, I got a few numbers for you, if you don't mind. In 2014, only 36 percent of voters turned out in the midterm election compared to 2016, the presidential, it was 61 percent. 2020 presidential, 67 percent. 
But in 2018, you did see an uptick to 53% of the voters turning out in the midterms because a lot of people were motivated in the midterm election of Donald Trump's presidency. So this is also about the stuff that's under the radar. Who has a better ground game? Who's getting people out to vote? Who's knocking on more doors? Who's having conversations with voters? Okay, this can't be done through text messaging. This can't be done through digital means. People want to feel that they are heard and listened to and acknowledged. So the better ground game you have, that's really important. So you think about Georgia, and and one of the reasons why um, Stacey Abrams made it so close four years ago, and why the Democrats did so well two you know two years ago in the uh, presidential and Senate races is that Stacey Abrams and her Democratic team put in place a really good ground game to get people out to vote. So again, these are things that might not show up in the polls because if the pollster says, hey, did you vote in the last election? Or do you know where your polling place is? A lot of people who turn out might not know that stuff, especially young people who go on their phones the day before they're going to vote and then find out where they're going to vote. Um, so You know, there's a lot of factors that get involved in this, which is why there's one thing we know for sure, which is that we don't know whether these polls are right. Gotcha. And I think it's safe to say that regardless of where these end up taking us or how how dreary, you know, doom and gloom this news might sound, the best way to combat that is to just get out there and vote, right? Absolutely. Look, it's our civic duty, not just to vote, but to get informed, not to take shortcuts, not to listen to the person who's on cable news at eight or nine o'clock at night. But it's actually to do the research on the issues that you care about and to make sure that you're not sort of subjected to disinformation, misinformation, exaggeration, false claims and actually lies. If all we do is consume those 30 second ads, my gosh, there have been so many studies in those 30 second ads, which basically say that let's say you voted against a budget bill, okay, because you didn't like the fact that, you know, there were certain things in that budget bill that weren't good. You could be accused of voting against that budget bill, but of defunding the police because funding for the police was in that budget bill, even though you may want to support the police. So things are taken out of context. And if people only listen to or watch what they hear in those 30-second TV ads, they're going to be terribly misled. And then we have a democracy built on sort of half-baked information, inaccurate news, uh, and, and, and sort of misleading facts. And that's not a place where we want to be as a country. No, sir, and I couldn't agree with you more. CBS political analyst Leonard Steinhor joining us this morning. Leonard, thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you.